Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 331, and I am recording on Tuesday, November 27th for Tuesday, November 27th. I'm pretty excited about this, and I'm also excited because it is only about 10.20 in the evening, which means once I wrap this up, I can get ready for bed, I can read a little, and then I can go to sleep Maybe, hopefully by 11 o'clock. That would be awesome because it doesn't happen that often. But I am glad that you are with me, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Maybe you're winding your day down too. Maybe you're beginning your day. I don't know, but I'm glad that you are listening. As I reflect back on today, not yesterday, but today, and how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. So today's God presence moments uh, actually are, are two, and they're both related to my classes, my first class of the day and my last class of the day. Now, if you listen to the podcast for last Wednesday, and I don't have the number of that off the top of my head, that was Thanksgiving Eve before uh, the day before Thanksgiving, yes. In that podcast, I told you about my third period and how we welcomed guests. Now, the third period class has been asking to hear my podcast from time to time. They'll kind of say, hey, can we listen to your podcast? And I say, well, we'll do it another time. Well, I felt today was the time because I wanted them to hear the compliments that I gave to them on the podcast, compliments that others other listeners, really anywhere, perhaps around the world, might have been hearing about them. And I think they were impressed with that. And I think they were pleased in the props and the kudos that I gave them, not just in the podcast, but also aloud to them as I was teaching them today. Because again, I was very impressed and very pleased with the hospitality that they showed to our guests. Now, the God Presence moment that really was the surprise came at the end of the day. And if third period is my first and in some ways my calmest class, actually probably my second calmest, sixth period would be the most mellow one, seventh period is on the other end of the spectrum. Now, don't get me wrong, I do appreciate their energy. And it is quite remarkable that they have as much energy as they do at seventh period because I don't have that much energy. Of course, they're only about two-thirds of my, about a third of my age, so maybe that has something to do with it. Nevertheless, they also, besides their, their energy, have some pretty strong personalities in there. And not just one or two, like five or six. And when they get kind of get going with each other, it really is something to watch and to try to direct. And, and I think I do that. But it is pretty difficult to squelch. You know, energy, when it is squelched, it just comes back somewhere else. And I prefer with that particular class to find ways to engage them to use that energy in a productive way. Well, today was an opportunity for that. One girl in the class who is um, a student who's pretty engaged most of the time. It's, It's impressive. I can tell she listens and 
is really thinking and, and seeking to learn in the class. And she asked a question. And I was very pleased with the question because it was a very philosophical question. Now, if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, you'll know that I believe that we need, we meaning educators and even parents as well in this country, we need to be talking more about philosophy and thinking philosophically. Because philosophy, as you may know, literally means love of wisdom. And I don't think there's any debate that we are surely in the information age and even the misinformation age, but we are no way in the wisdom age. In fact, we might be in the anti-wisdom age where critical thinking and discernment and good judgment fly out the window in the face of emotions and fear especially and just all kinds of other non-rational, non-logical, non-philosophical realities that we face. So I think getting my students to think critically, to think, ask the big questions is so important. And this particular student, we were talking today about the cosmic Christ and how the we you know God in the second person of the Trinity Christ not only created everything but is within and permeates everything within creation so it's it's a great paradox being outside of creation but also entering into creation through the incarnation and the ramifications that that has so pretty heady stuff for the first day back from a vacation seventh period but this student asked like i said a good philosophical question and it was actually i didn't use this word with her but they actually my students did learn this word it was a good epistemological question or how do we know and she even actually started the question with that she said how do we know something is real if we can't see it and she used an example of unicorns you know if i believe that unicorns are real but i can't see them how do i know that they're real now i didn't think that was a great example so i kind of shifted it to i think better examples about other things that we can't see but we can measure and we can know are real and also how a lot of our knowledge of the most important real things like love and kindness and generosity aren't things that we can see, taste, touch, feel or smell, but rather we see their effects because they're not really nouns, they are quite frankly more like verbs. So we had this conversation and it was interesting because many of the students got engaged and when they get engaged they get loud, so there was definitely some crowd control and uh classroom crowd management that I needed to use, but it was enthusiasm for learning and enthusiasm for participating and asking more questions and exploring and wondering and seeking all of the things I think teachers want their students to be doing and are excited when their students are indeed in fact doing that. So that was my God presence moment today, experiencing this excitement and enthusiasm for learning, seeing in these young faces and minds the desire and the interest to explore 
big questions and hopefully to have their minds opened and expanded and even stretched in figuring out and learning some of those big things. Like how do we know? How do we know something is real if we can't see, smell, taste, touch, or feel it? So again, I conclude with a question or two of my own. Philosophy, love of wisdom, how does that fit into your life? Where does critical thinking come in? Where does discernment come in? Where does logic and reason and rationality come into your life and your day-to-day experiences? And how is God present in the midst of that, in the midst of the wondering and the questioning and the coming to wisdom, the pathway that leads us to wisdom? Where is God present in that? And where have you been surprised in finding that wisdom, finding that knowledge and insight? Where has that been a surprise for you? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.